0: you've arrived at Rockademia U, where the garage ends, Beckett rolls over, and the Blarney Tower meets the street. Your host for the festivities, me, J.B. Pariah. And today I'm hanging out, knocking down Pints of Guinness in an Irish pub on Hudson Street in the village called the White Horse Tavern, which is frequented mostly by old-timers from the Emerald Isle. With St. Paddy's Day upon us, a circle of amateur musicians playing a session is about to give way to a who's who of balladeers come to play drinking songs, country ballads, and rousing rebel songs to celebrate the deliverance of the Irish from sun and moon worship. Over in the corner, a huck Finn scrub is soaking it all up with photographic memory and scribbling furiously on a notepad. But quiet. Liam Clancy is about to take the stage. Liam's a good friend of that scrub. They even shared digs and dated the same girls, the Rotolo sisters, Susie and Carla. Dylan called Liam the greatest balladeer ever. Let's listen.
1: To Tarwati, adieu, Mormont Hill And the dear land of Crimond, I bid ye farewell I am bound out for Greenland and ready to sail In hopes to find riches, a hunt in the way Oh, adieu to my comrades, for a while we must part. And likewise the dear lass that first won my heart. Oh, the cold ice of Greenland, my love will not chill. And the longer my absence, more loving she'll feel. is well rigged and she's ready to sail Our crew, they are anxious to follow the whale Where the icebergs do float and the stormy winds blow Where the land and the ocean are covered with snow The cold coasts of Greenland are barren and bare. No seed, time, or harvest is ever known there. Though the birds here sing sweetly on mountain and vale, there is no bird in Greenland to sing to the whale. No habitation for a man to live there, and the king of that country is the fierce Greenland bear. There will be no temptation to tarry long there with our ship bumper.
0: Now, the point of our excursion back in time and place to the Whitehorse Tavern isn't simply to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and Irish artists, but to explore the link between Celtic music and that scruff in the corner. See if you can identify the Dylan tunes these various melodies inspired. Next up, Liam will be joined by his brothers Tom and Patty and by Tommy Makeham. They're all in their white Aaron sweaters, which make them sweat like crazy, but became their trademark when their manager saw them in them for the first time. With their unique blend of wit, theater, verse, and, of course, music, sometimes raucous and sometimes sad and sentimental, the group catapulted to fame after a 15-minute appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show in the early 60s. And their role in the 60s folk revival can't be overstated. Let's listen.
1: You know, Willie Brennan is a rather strange character. We met his great-great-grandson last summer in Ireland he told us some stories about him. It seems that Willie Brennan was one of the the outlaws on the trail between Limerick and Clonmel where the stagecoaches came by. And he held them up.
2: Stagecoaches?
3: Well, whatever they were called, they were called
1: stagecoaches. They didn't have no automobiles then. <laughs> but anyway, Willie pulled many tricks on the police. When he'd go out on a job, he would take the horseshoes, the horse, and turn them round the other way, so they never knew whether he was coming or going. <laughs> Brennan on the moor. It's
4: yeah. of a brave young highwayman, the story we will tell. His name was Willie Brennan, in Ireland he did well. son, the Gilwood Mountains, they commenced his wild career. They'd and shook that fear, and it's Brennan on the moor. Brennan on the moor, all brave and undaunted, was young Brennan on the moor. One day upon my way, as Willie he went down, he met the mayor of Cashel a mile outside the town. The mayor he knew his features, and he said, young man said he, Your name is Willie Brennan, you must come along with me. And when she saw her, Willie, she commenced to weep and cry. There had to be a temporary, and soon as Willie stopped, she handed him a blunt of us from underneath her coat. Very unreadful love.
1: i his
0: Well, that rousing performance seems to have attracted a hall-sized crowd. But now, before we time travel back to the White Horse Tavern for more, let's connect the first two songs to their Dylan transformations. The first, Farewell to Tarwathi, was written by George Scroogie, who lived in Aberdeenshire in the middle of the 19th century. When times were hard, signing up for whaling ships was a go-to way to earn some cash. Today, they probably sign up for Uber or Lyft but I defy him to make a good song of it. Let's hear what Dylan did with Farewell the Tarwathi.
5: Farewell, Angelina, the bells of the crown Are being stolen by bandits I must follow the sound The triangle tingles The music plays slow But farewell, Angelina, the night is on fire, and I must go.
0: No sign of wailing here. With this of non-literal imagery, Farewell Angelina would be right at home on bringing it all back home, which is when it was recorded around. But it was only released as part of the bootleg series initially, volumes one to three. The same release also featured the Dylan lift and twist of Brennan on the Moor. So let's listen to that.
5: Come around, you roving gamblers, and a story I will tell About the greatest gambler, y'all should know him well His name was Willie O'Connolly, and he gambled all his life He's had 27 children, yet he's never had a wife And it's right, Willie, right Row willy-roll, wherever you're a now, nobody
0: knows. Taking the stage, Gene Ritchie, a singer-songwriter and dulcimer player from the Cumberland Mountains of Kentucky who had to share her bedroom with nine sisters back in Viper. Not until their family got a radio in the 40s did they realize that what they'd been singing was hillbilly music, a healthy portion of which derived from the old country across the pond. Helen Lomax recorded her family for the Library of Congress, the Singing Richies, and she seems to have known everybody who was anybody in American folk Oscar Brand, Leadbelly, Pete Seeger, the Weavers, even Woody Guthrie himself. She often sings a cappella, and she's without a guitar or a dulcimer now. Let's give her a have listen. You
6: been Lord Randall, my son. Oh, where have you been, my handsome young one? I've been to the wild wood, Mother, make my bed soon For I'm weary with hunting and I fain would lie down Where did you get dinner, Lord Randall, my son? Where did you get dinner, my handsome young man? I dined with my true love, Mother, make my bed soon For I'm weary with hunting, and I fain would lie down. What did you eat for your dinner, Lord Randall, my son? What did you eat for your dinner, my handsome young man? I had eels, bowed, and broth, Mother, make my bed soon. For I'm weary with hunting, and I fain would lie down. What's become of your bloodhounds, Lord Randall, my son? What's become of your bloodhounds, my handsome young man? Oh, they swelled and they died. Mother, make my bed soon, for I'm weary with hunting and I fain would lie down. Oh, I fear you are poisoned, Lord Randall, my son. I fear you are poisoned, my handsome young man, oh yes, I am poisoned, mother, make my bed soon, for I'm sick at my heart, and I fain would lie down, what will you leave your old father, Lord Randall, my son, what will you leave your old father, my handsome young man, my castle and land? Mother, make my bed soon, for I'm sick at my heart, and I fain will lie down. While you leave your old mother, Lord Randall, my son, while you leave your old mother, my handsome young man, my gold and my silver, mother, make my bed soon, for I'm sick at my heart. While you leave your own true love, Lord Randall, my son, while you leave your own true love, my handsome young man, oh, I'll leave her hell far, mother, make my bed soon, for it's now I am dying, and I got to lie down.
0: Well, let's face it. Nowadays, acapella can clear a room faster than the skunk now residing under my buddy's house. Now, even the most casual fan should have recognized what Dylan's song was prompted by Lord Randall. But maybe less well-known is how the cataloguing of images can be traced from Allen Ginsberg's poetry all the way back to Walt Whitman, he of leaves of grass out of the cradle endlessly rocking and other seminal works. Hence, the union of the literary with the musical. And now... For those of you who couldn't pinpoint the Dylan connection, here it goes. Oh, where
5: have you been, my blue-eyed son? And where have you been, my darling young one? I've stumbled on the side of twelve misty mountains I've walked in, I've crawled on six crooked highways I've stepped in the middle of seven sad forests I've been out in front of a dozen dead oceans I've been 10,000 miles in the mouth of a graveyard And it's hard It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Rains
0: are gonna fall. And now for some comic relief by way of limericks. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, a limerick is a popular form of short, humorous verse that is often nonsensical and frequently revolved. It consists of five lines rhyming A A B B A and the dominant meter is anapestic, da-da-da, with two metrical feet in the third and fourth lines and three feet in the others. The origin of the limerick is unknown, but it's been suggested that the name derives from the chorus of an 18th-century Irish soldier's song, Will You Come Up to Limerick? To this were added impromptu verses crowded with improbable incident and subtle innuendo. Quote-unquote. Let's have Michael Palin and demonstrate a couple PG ones.
7: A lady musician called Hamp was prone to quite severe cramp. One day at the harp, she got stuck in F-sharp and was freed by a lamp. A surgeon from Glasgow called Mac once forgot to put everything back. As his train made to start, his case came apart
0: and a kidney rolled down off the rack. There once was an artist named Dylan, whose way with the word was quite thrilling. At a bar all night long, he copped goutly songs and turned them all into a killin'. Hey, I'm a poet. I know it. Hope I don't blow it. But up next, a bearded, mangy-haired singer from the dirty old side of Dublin, Luke Kelly, founder and lead singer of the legendary group from the early 60s, the Dubliners. Though he's famous for his rendition of great tunes like Patrick Cavanaugh's Raglan Road, tonight he's going to perform a Come Ye All might have done when he was busking on the hardscrabble streets. And
8: the hawk are lads And a That trumps The country Round and round Come listen And all. I'll tell T.R.O.V sights that I have seen It's far in tight, a snowy north and soothed by and Green Oft times I've laughed and tame myself when trudging on the road my toe rags around my blistered feet, my face as brown a toad. We lumps a cake and tatty scones, we wangs of braxy No guinea. Thought free where I've come And blessed where I'm gone I've done my share a humping We the darkers on the Clyde I've helped in bucky trawlers the head and now at the side I help to build the Mechdy bridge that spans the busy forth and we money and angus famous trig I pollute the bonnie earth I'm high. The summertime beneath the bright blue sky No thinking in the morning where at night I'll hate to lie In barn or byre or anywhere dusting out among the hay And if the weather treats me right I'm happy every day
0: And now from John Wesley Harding which I purchased with snow shoveling money just after Christmas in 1967. gather round people wherever you roam and admit that the waters of Liffey have known many great writers and poets. A good number of them educated at Trinity College, which also houses the book of Kells, a transcription of the Bible. In his fascinating book, How the Irish Saved Civilization, Thomas Cahill tells of how the monks and scribes of Ireland preserved Western heritage when continental Europe drifted into the dark ages that went from the fall of Rome to the rise of Charlemagne. Perhaps it's this attention to the written word that accounts in part for so many fine writers and poets among the saints and scholars of that emerald isle. A few of the prominent Dubliners? Well, there's James Clarence Mangan from Fishamble Street, his most famous poem being Dark Rosaline. Oh, my dark Rosaline, do not sigh, do not weep. The priests are on the ocean green. They march along the deep, etc. Then there are other 19th century writers like Bram Stoker of Dracula fame, Thomas Moore, whose poems inspired many Irish tenors, Oliver Goldsmith, author of The Vicar of Wakefield, and, of course, Jonathan Swift, author of Gulliver's Travels and the satiric masterpiece A Modest Proposal, which is probably still being misinterpreted to this day. Then, moving into the 20th century, who hasn't heard of Oscar Wilde, George Bernard Shaw, W.B. Yeats? Not to mention Playboy of the Western World and James Joyce, author of Portrait of an Artist, Dubliners, Ulysses, and Finnegan's Wake. The latter losing some scholars in the labyrinth of words for their entire lives. But now, on stage, is the kid with the corduroy cap. Room South would lose many a scholar in a maze of words. Let's listen.
5: That's the Scottish part. <laughs> well, as we march down, as we come down, as we come down to Well where the captain fell in love with a lady like a dove. the name that she had was Pretty Peggy <laughs> What will your mother say, what will your mother say, what will your mother say pretty Peggy? yo, what will your mother say for I know you're gonna wee and you're never, never, never coming back yo. He is gone, the lieutenant he is gone, the lieutenant he's a gone, per Peggy. Peggio. Oh. The lieutenant, he's a gone, he's long gone, he's fighting the Indians down in Borneo. corporal he's gone too, the corporal he's gone too, he sure is gone per de Well, the corporal he's gone, he's so long gone, he's riding down in Texas with the rodeo. Uh, Sergeant, he's dead oh my dear. The sergeant he's a dead, Purda Peggy oh, oh, oh. oh, the sergeant he's a dead. He's died for me. And I buried him someplace down in Louisiana. Oh
0: This kid is bursting at the seams with talent. So wrote distinguished music critic Robert Shelton in the now failing New York Times after seeing Dylan perform at Gertie's Folk City in the fall of 1961. He looks like a cross between a choir boy and a beatnik. His voice is anything but pretty. All the husk and bark are left on his notes and a searing intensity pervades his songs. Elasticized phrases are drawn out until you think they may snap. He rocks his head and body, closes his eyes in reverie, and seems to be groping for a word or mood, then resolves the tension benevolently by finding the word and the mood. He was vague about his antecedents and birthplace. But it matters less where he's been than where he's going. And that would seem to be straight up. Now, word has it that our budding folk singer, as opposed to a singer of folk songs, took a copy of the Review Indus audition with John Hammond, the legendary exec for Columbia Records, and voila, a superstar was born. A few years later, it would be Leonard Cohen's turn, and later still, Bruce Springsteen's. A man with a golden ear, that was Mr. John Hammond. Taking the stage now, John Renborn, legendary guitar songwriter and co-founder of the British folk group Pentangle. Caught up in the skipple craze in Britain in the late 50s, he went hitchhiking after school and met up with other skifflers, lifting from them what he could. Skipple is an amalgamation of American folk, blues, bluegrass, and jug band. Tonight, though, John's sticking with balladry.
3: was homeward bound one night on the deep Swinging in my helmet, I fell asleep I dreamed a dream and I thought it true Concerning Franklin and his gallant crew. hundred seamen he sailed away, to the frozen ocean in the mouth of man, to seek a passage around the pole. Well, we poor seamen do sometimes. hardships they made strong The ships on mountains of ice was strong Only the Eskimo in his skin can Off bay where the whale fishes blow The fate of Franklin no man may know The fate of Franklin no tongue can tell Lord Franklin alone with his sailors to Now my blood gives me pain. My long-lost Franklin I would cross the main. Ten thousand pounds would I freely give. To say on earth.
0: Now, from an ill-fated voyage to find the Northwest Passage to a melancholic reminiscence on long-lost friends and the passage from party time to punch-clock time, Bob Dylan's dream on Freewheeling.
5: While riding on a train gone west I fell asleep for to take my rest I dreamed a dream that made me sad Concerning myself And the first few friends I had
0: So why is Ireland the emerald isle as opposed to, say, the blacktop isle? Well, for one, it's because it hasn't been paved over as much as the U.S. But the other is because of all the rain. I mentioned that to an old relative who's been pestering me to come visit her and her family in Limerick, but she begged to differ. It only rained twice last week, she said. Really? Yeah, from Monday to Wednesday and Thursday to Sunday. (laughs) Moving along, I mentioned Yates earlier. Some of his homes were set to music, such as Down by the Sally Gardens and the one we're about to hear now, the song of Wandering Angus. Taking the stage to perform it is Jean Redpath, who arrived in the early 60s in the U.S. from Edinburgh with $11 in her pocket and who through a series of lucky rakes found herself four months later in the village sharing quarters with Ramlin Jack Elliot and that scrub in the corduroy cap. She specializes in Scottish music, including the songs of Scotland's national bard Robert Burns, Ye of Au Lang Syne, and Mice and Men, among other poems. But in the words of Edinburgh's Evening News, quote, to call Jean Redpath a Scottish folk singer is a bit like calling Michelangelo an Italian interior decorator. End of quote. Let's hear why. I
2: went out
0: And without further ado... So, if you detected that the singer was Donovan and not Dylan, treat yourself Joe Guinness. Or better yet, have a buddy do the honors. Back in 1965, when the Scottish balladeer gained international attention with Catch the Wind, as opposed to Dylan's classic "Blowin' in the Wind a few years earlier, many confused the two. And I imagine there are still some concert goers to this day who wonder why Dylan's not doing his hit Mellow Yellow or why Donovan's skipping like a rolling stone. But be that as it may, though Dylan hasn't copped it, The Song of Wandering Angus is a worthy Celtic classic, and Donovan's just one degree of separation from the hymning bard.
9: And pluck till time and times are done the
0: One who plucked many a silver apple of the moon and golden apple of the sun is Ewan McCall, a British man for all seasons who was a folk song collector and singer, socialist, actor, poet, playwright, and record producer, whose daughter is the singer-songwriter Christy McCall. This is a man who grew up during the Depression, knows what it means to live hand-to-mouth with odd jobs, including singing for supper on the streets, and brings a hardcore authenticity to his songs and stories, many of which his parents had brought from Scotland.
7: The winter was howling O'er moor and o'er mountain And wild was the surge O'er the dark rolling sea When I met a buddhi break A bonny young lassie Who asked me the road And the miles to Dundee Says I, my young lassie, a canny we'll tell ye The road and the distance a canny we'll give But gain ye permit me to gang a wee bitty I will show ye the road and the miles to Dundee She fairly consented and gave me her arm. Nearward did I spear for the Lassie Mehti. She appeared like an angel in feature and form. As she walked by my side on the road, today. At length with the house of St. Merton's behind us And the spires of the tune in full view we could see She said, gentle sir, I can never forget ye For showing me so far on the road to This ring and this parse talk to prove I am grateful And some simple token I trust you'll give me And in times to come I'll the laddie remember That showed me the road and the miles to bend I took a gold pin from the scarf in my bosom And said, tack this in remembrance of me Then bravely I kissed the sweet lips of this lassie Then parted free her on the road to Then here's to the lassie, and e'er can forget her. <clears throat> Laddie, that's listening to me, and never be sweet to convoy a young lassie, though it's only to show her the road.
0: For our poet oh, from the Iron Range, that road to Dundee leads straight to the walls of Red Wing in Minnesota.
5: Red Wing, it's a reform school. <laughs> Don't have no high school football teams or nothing like that, though. <laughs> there are no cheerleaders. <laughs> I remember quite freely No younger than 12 No older than 17 Thrown in like bandits And cast off like criminals Inside the grounds Of the walls of Red Wing
0: It's a country road that serves as a setting for Samuel Beckett's existential comedy, The Absurd, Waiting for Godot, where the tramps Vladimir and Estragon do trivial tasks and engage in futile chatter and squabbles while waiting between hope and despair for Godot, who never does arrive. Ireland has long been a God-fearing and god place. Example? Father McGee walked into the church and spotted the man sitting cross-legged on the altar. My son, said the holy man, What are you doing? Who are you? I'm God, said the stranger. Pardon? I'm God, he repeated. This is my house. Father McGee ran into the Presbyterian and in total panic rang the Archbishop. Your reverence, said he. I hate to trouble you, but there's a man sat on me altar who claims to be God. What'll he do? Take no chances, said the Archbishop. Get back in the church and look busy. Next up, Milt Okun, a member of the Belaponte Folk Singers, a singer, producer, and publishing exec and arranger, among other things, who played a key role in popularizing folk music of the 60s and 70s, arranging and producing for the Chad Mitchell Trio, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and John Denver. With him is Ellen Steckert, a folklorist from the New York suburb of Great Neck, for whom music was a way of moving from the background to the foreground in a male-dominated society, and whose essay, Sense and Nonsense in the Folk Song Movement, 1930-1966, to should be required reading for anyone interested in knowing the four types of folk song groups in the cities.
10: Where are you going to Scarborough Fair? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme Send my love to a bunny-maid there For once she was a true lover of mine Tell her to make me a cambric shirt Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme Without any needle or thread work in it And she will be a true lover of mine Tell her to wash it in yonder's well Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme Where water ne'er sprung nor a drop of rain fell And she will be a true lover of mine Mm -hmm.
11: Now where are you going to, Scarborough Fair? Parsley sage, Rosemary and time, go send my love to a bunny lad there, for once he was a true lover of mine, and tell him to plough me an acre of land. Parsley sage, Rosemary and time between the sea and the salt sea strand and he will be a true lover of mine and tell him to plow it with an old buck's horn parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme and sow it all over with one peppercorn and he will be of mine. Now when the fool has done all his work, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, why then you can tell him to come get his shirt
0: Now, if you saw no-Dylan connection again, treat yourself to half a pint of Guinness. True, that canticle is from Simon and Garfunkel, who of Dylan influences, who even lifted Parsley Sage Rosemary and Thyme for the title of their 1966 release. But only half a pint. Because for one, any more might put you over the legal limit for driving, and I don't want to be responsible for aiding and abetting disorderly conduct. And for another because of this snippet, at least half of which Dylan lifted for Girl from the North Country.
5: If you're traveling in the North Country fire Where the winds hit heavy on the borderline Remember me to one lives there She was once a true love of mine
0: An Englishman and an Irishman were reading a newspaper article about which nationality's brains were for sale for transplant purposes. An Irishman's could be bought for 500 pounds, but an Englishman's brain cost 10,000 pounds. That proves, said the Englishman, that Englishmen are much cleverer than Irishmen. No, it doesn't, said the Irishman. It just means that an Englishman's brain has never been used. (laughs) Now, the Irish and the English have been going at it since at least the time when the Emerald Isle became part of the Sceptered Isle where the sun never sets. And even today, following decades of sectarian troubles in Northern Ireland between the Irish Catholic nationalists and the Protestant unionists with Brit ties... Terms like Orangeman, Sinn Féin, the UFF, and the IRA remain fighting words, especially in Northern Ireland. I recall being at a session once where an Irish fiddler from the North sat out the Centenary March because of its Orangeman association, Good Friday Peace Accord or not. Some of my Irish friends have told me that step dancing, that distinctive straight-arm style described as the ice of the body and the fire of the feet, goes back to English occupation. They say that in the pubs, the Irish would dance behind the bar with their arms rigid so the English wouldn't be able to tell they were dancing. I guess bobbing heads wouldn't draw any suspicion. Then there's the story that the Catholic Church didn't want boys and girls to hold hands, so forced them to keep their arms down, something that does have a ring of truth to anyone born and raised a Catholic. But according to the consensus of online sources, the most credible explanation is that the dance masters of the 18th century were the likely cause. According to Yahoo, quote, they liked etiquette and disapproved of the unruly arm movements of Shan Nose dancing. They therefore made their students dance with their arms in a fixed position, holding a stone on the hand to keep them in a fist. It's thought by some that they may have originally made dancers hold one or both hands on the hip, and the completely straight arms came at a later date, unquote so maybe it was the Catholic Church after all. Whatever the reason, here are the Dubliners with a song that should give us all pause about blind loyalty to a cause or to a flag.
1: Come on, ye young rebels and list while I sing For love of one's cause terrible
3: thing
8: It banishes fear like the speed of a flame And it
1: makes you a part of the Patriot's game My name is O'Han I've just gone 16 my home is in my
8: battalion of the bold I.R.A. I've read of all heroes
1: I've wanted the same for the play my pardon
10: Patriots game The island of those has for long been half free.
8: six counties are under John Bull's tyranny and most of our leaders are greatly to blame
0: Yeah, don't follow leaders, especially if they wear flag pins on their lapels, hug the star-spangled banner, sign Bibles with the same splotch they use for checks to silence porn stars. From the times they are changing, hopefully. Oh, my name, it means
5: nothing My age, it means less The country I call it's called the Midwest I was brought up there and taught there The law's to abide And the land that I live in Has got on its side
0: And so ends part one of Dylan at the White Horse Tavern on St. Paddy's Day. Me, I'm off to drain a Bailey's Irish cream while they dye the Chicago River green. But here's hoping you'll stop by for part two. Lots more fun to come. Signing off, J.B. of Rockademia U. All wrongs righted, all rights reserved, 2019.